because when I have a little wobble or if I feel a little bit uncomfortable or if an emotion hits me that I don't understand, I can't stand there and go, ah, no. until someone gives me a cuddle and an ice cream. No, true. I'm just jealous of these kids, man. That's what it is. You're jealous of kids' ability to express themselves healthily. Yeah, but it's not healthily. It's, I wish it was socially acceptable for me to do exactly that. I once knew these two guys. Each, in their own way, had had it all. And blew it. Left with broken brains and battered bravery, having to find parts of themselves they had seen in film and cinema. But who were they anymore? If they were going to do this, it needed to be the most thorough search for identity ever undertaken. Welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast with your hosts, Ben Groves and Rob McFarlane. This episode contains spoilers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Groves. And my name is Rob McFarlane. Welcome to the show where two best friends with terrible mental health use films as a distraction and a bit of a mirror for a bit of self-analysis, a bit of film analysis, and a lot of fun. All the fun. Given that this is a mental health check-in disguised as a podcast, I should ask you, mm. how are you doing before I get to what are we doing? So how are you doing, Ben? I'm doing good, man. I'm actually doing, uh, yeah. Yeah? Surprisingly well. Like, my stress is gone. Right. How's the job? Uh, yeah, it's good. It's Move good. On. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. So that's gone. Yeah. I have rediscovered my love for 70s exploitation cinema. Okay, yeah, no, we discussed this. This being yeah. your new autistic special interest. You're going to rain man your way through Pam Greer. Yeah. I've been doing it, man. I've been rain really? manning my way through as much as possible. Blackula for Christmas then, yeah? But a thousand percent. Can we actually do Blackula for Christmas? I think we've already got something planned, but we can't tell him yet. So. Oh, fuck yeah, yeah, Okay. Yeah. Blackula for Valentine's Day. Yeah, I'm down for that. I'm down for that. Blackula for Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah. Love it. <laughs> all right, sound. But yeah, other than that, man, I'm doing all right. I've been doing, you know, mm -hmm. long walks with the dog, get my head out in the open, do my, do my stuff. Nice. Do my little exercises and shit. How about you, man? Uh, Yeah. Not much going Think on with me that, that isn't, has, there's no change. Nothing, nothing's changed. Uh, I watched two films this week, uh, two very good films, uh, one of which I enjoyed, okay, uh, which is rare. Yeah, I watched uh, Nyad, which is Annette Benning and Jodie Foster about a woman who swam from Cuba to Florida at the age of wow. 60. Uh, so she's swimming for 50 hours as an endurance marathon swimmer, but she's doing it at the age of 60. And it's just Annette Benning being incredible. That sounds incredible. And then I watched The Squid and the Whale. Which the fuck's The Squid and the Whale? It's uh, Lex Luthor and Tim Allen, and it's a coming-of-age story set in the 80s. And as Peter Griffin would very cannily say, it insists upon itself. Mm. It's very chin-strokey indie darling of 2005. Um, but we're not doing any of those. Uh, we're doing a film about a man with terrible anger issues who can use that violence for good or for terrible evil. I am, of course, talking about Paddy Considine's Tyrannosaur. Yeah, <laughs> that's deeply upsetting. <laughs> no, no, no. Really, we're back on the we're back on the Marvel misadventure, trying to figure out how superheroes became a sort of cinematic default. Because today we cover the Incredible Hulk. Hey, one of your favorite comic book characters of all time. Yeah, my all time favorite Marvel comic book. Okay, I mean, this film challenged that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was an interesting one. I remember seeing this when I was much younger. Yeah, and was like. Oh, wow, that's pretty cool. You know, 
it was better than 2003's Hulk. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Don't pull mm. that. Don't you dare pull that face at me, man, because I will mm. I will fight you in the street. I think 2003's Hulk ruined this Hulk for lots of reasons that we're going to get into. I don't know how to process this in a healthy way. We'll, I'll, I'll tell you, but this came out <laughs> okay. in 2008, right? This this cost $150 million to make. Where? Uh where <laughs> pretty much all of the, dude for 2008 that's a lot of cgi in this film sure you know they were doing it on a pentium 2 like it's not <laughs> right? sure okay yeah um, fine uh and this was marvel's backup plan if iron man flopped so remember in what <laughs> what a uh, fucking backup plan this is just in case the incredible iron man mm-hmm. flops the insanely detailed origin story of iron man in case that flops we'll back it up yeah. With this. Yeah, so remember in the Iron Man episode, I was talking about uh, how Marvel bet the entire farm of Avengers sure. IP on yeah. a bet where they loaned $550 million from Merrill Lynch yeah, yeah. Uh, and said, if if we don't give this back to you on time, you've got you've got everything. Yeah. And then we looked at Iron Man, and like we said, you know, very limited script. They weren't sure because he wasn't a AAA character. And they were like, the Hulk. And we'll put an established star in there, like Ed Norton. Yeah. And thank God Iron Man worked, is all we can say. Yes. I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that, because they would have fucking lost everyone. When did you first see this movie? Uh, I didn't see it in the cinema. I I don't ever remember seeing this in the cinema. I do remember... Would you? Yes. (laughs) I think so. Mm. It's a forgettable film, but it's a memorable experience. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, I, I kind of know what you mean. All right, it's my favourite comic book character of all time. Mm-hmm. Gets a solo movie with an actual actor. Yeah. Who is like, and I don't mean that offensively to, to anyone involved in Hulk previously. I mean it as in Ed Norton is like creme de la creme. He is. He really is. You know what is. I mean? Yeah, like yeah, he yeah. is. He is like, in my eyes personally, he's like top, top tier. Yeah, yeah. Incredible actor. Crazy good actor. Fight Club. Come on. <laughs> exactly. That's what I mean. Fucking even in like Birdman. Look at Birdman. That is yeah. what? Yeah. Fairly recent. He's still incredible. Just yeah. as incredible. My favorite comic book character of all time, getting a, getting a solo movie with an actual actor. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, like talked about a lot. Obviously, like, bear in mind, 2008, I've just finished college. Mm-hmm. We've just met at university. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> That's Jesus. an upsetting sentence to say out loud. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, I know, we right? Old. We are That's we what old. I'm saying, man. That's what I'm saying. So at that point in my life, mm. I was drinking a lot. I was doing a lot of drugs. Yeah, yeah. As were you. But then this is what I'm saying. Would we have remembered seeing this at the cinema? No. Yes. I would remember the experience. I right, think. Okay, I would have remembered okay. the experience. I remember seeing Wicker Man in an Amsterdam theatre right. off my tits on mushrooms. I don't remember a fucking thing about the film, but I remember <laughs> the feeling it gave me. Um, well, for the benefit of those that, that haven't seen it uh, recently and want a refresher, or those who haven't seen it and have no intentions to ever, should we do a little plot synopsis? Sure. Uh, now I've written this week's I know you've not read it I've not read it no so I don't mind who goes first and by the way if you haven't seen this film and you are planning to this is the bit where we tell you exactly what happens so that later on in the episode you know what the fuck we're talking about so spoiler warning yeah spoiler warning for a film from 2008 it's you're upset by a spoiler in this episode it's on you yeah that's your fault yeah yeah sorry buddy we love you but it's on you Scientist Bruce Banner is on a quest for a cure after a gamma radiation experiment goes wrong, transforming him into the Hulk, a colossal and powerful green creature. 
That's, that's a, okay, I, I regret having written it that way. On the run from the US government, <laughs> particularly the relentless General Thunderbolt Ross, Bannon traverses the globe, attempting to stay ahead of those who seek to exploit his abilities. All of this backstory, by the way, is told with wordless flashbacks during the opening credits. Let's let's not get into it right now because it, it makes me irrationally angry. I mean, it's the opening credits. It's but so what are we flashing back from? Are they just yeah, dude, flashes? <laughs> like, I'm telling you, it's I'm telling you, we're, it's the start of the film, and we're starting with flashbacks. No, <laughs> it's it's the Hulk's origin story film. Yeah, without an origin, <laughs> I can make that make sense for you. I know it's made you angry, but please carry on with our. Irrationally so. We will we'll, we will come back to that. <laughs> the film opens with Banner having found refuge in Brazil where he works in a factory. Yes, he does. And communicates with an online ally known as Mr. Blue who provides guidance in his search for a cure. However, Banner's location is exposed when a drop of his blood contaminates a bottle leading Ross and the military to him. Mm. They're desperate to find Banner so General Ross can retrieve data related to the gamma radiation experiment, whether it's PDFs on Banner's knackered old netbook or the DNA in his blood. The fuck yeah. is a netbook? The little tiny laptops that basically had a dog shit processor in them that they were like, but you can access the internet and that's all you need. Bloody. And it's the size of an A5 folder. I didn't have the internet until I was 17 years old. I'm like, dude, this was like a thing we had at uni. Do you remember I had one at uni? Really? It was like this big. No. And you were like, hey, can you get Ableton on that? I'm like, it can barely run Notebook. I don't remember that at all, man. Um, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Bruce is chased out of Brazil by Ross's troops, led by Emil Blonsky, a dedicated but aging soldier. Mm. He's about our age, so basically already fucking dead. Uh, uh, he's 39 I'm young as fuck Compared to that old man Yeah okay, right? fair enough, So am I So am I You're a lot closer to him mm, By like six months mm. Banner hulks the fuck out Shit mixes the whole company of troops And gives Blonsky A seductive stare Across the ruined <laughs> bottling plant uh, Post Hulk binge Bruce begs uh, And hitchhikes his way Back to the US And reunites with his love interest Betty Ross The general's mm -hmm. daughter their relationship is complicated by the small fact that her father is relentlessly hunting Banner like a crackhead looking for his last rock. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the impassable yes. obstacle of Liv Tyler's complete lack of screen presence or chemistry with Ed Norton. That tracks. I think, I think that's the biggest obstacle in their relationship. There's, there's multiple obstacles there. We Bruce, will come back to it. What's going on, Bruce? Stop whispering about Bruce. everything. Just Bruce, use what's... your fucking... Use your, <laughs> use your words. <laughs> it's raining, Bruce. Let's drive home. <laughs> Fuck off. Just fuck off. <laughs> On reaching the States, Banner hits up his old pizza place in search of food and shelter. Stupid. Meeting up with Stanley, Stupid. who did not exist in the comics and will never be seen in the MCU again. The guy's 109. How? How? He's literally died after the film. It's a missed goal, uh, again. Okay. We're setting him up so we can knock him down later. All right, all right. There's all a reason right. I've mentioned him. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Ooh, okay, same. Yeah. He also goes past his old work to grab some more PDFs, hook up with Betty, who has a boyfriend, never mm -hmm. bothered anyone, including the boyfriend, and have a scrap with a newly super-soldiered Blonsky outside of uni. Uh, by the way, if your theory on Stanley is Pizzagate, this episode's never coming out. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Bruce manages to connect with Mr. Blue, uh, hoping for a cure for his Hulk immunodeficiency virus, instead mm. getting a BDSM session of electroshock and a mere postponement of his inevitable transformation. Dude, it's like weirdly tense. It's right, got like a sexual yeah, tension to it, right? Exactly, like the right? second that he's strapped to a table... I, I mean, it's... It Liv was... Tyler's like on him. You're right. Bruce, look in my eyes, Bruce. <laughs> it's okay, Bruce. 
Bruce. Just look at me, Bruce. Even more concerning, Blue has cloned a few hundred litres of Bruce's blood. Possibly the worst thing to happen to blood since Peter Steele formed the band Typo Negative. Uh, oh, whoa. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Why are you slagging Typo Negative? They are dog water, Ben. They are dog water. And every time I say I like goth rock, people are like, oh, like Typo Negative. I'm like, no. No, because it's not shit goth rock. It's mint alt rock. Ugh. I'm not getting into this with you. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. Chris Cornell just died again. Fucking. <laughs> I mean, it'd be hard to now, but yeah, go for it. The whole party gets busted by Russ's troops. Bruce and Betty do a runner, and Blonsky uses his Weinstein-like charm to convince Mr. Blue to give him some of the green goo-goo juice. Go-go juice. Go-go juice. Go-go juice. That makes more sense. Yeah. That makes more sense. Goo-goo juice had questionable connotations. It's a cramp song. <laughs> yeah. Turning him into a famed Hulk antagonist. Abomination. I was gonna do a Reservoir Jog... Hold on. I was going to do a Reservoir Dogs joke here, but this film is already too colour-coded for my liking, so write it yourself. Yeah, because Tim Roth famously played Mr. Orange in Reservoir Dogs. Yes. He's meeting Mr. Blue. Yes. Getting the blood from Mr. Green, and I'm like, okay. I c- it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wasn't lost on the me. The climactic showdown between <laughs> the Hulk and the Abomination occurs in Harlem, resulting in massive destruction and chaos. The two behemoths clash in a battle that showcases the destructive potential of their powers. Ultimately, the Hulk triumphs over Abomination, saving the city, but choosing to go into hiding rather than face a society that fears him. Bruce, don't go, Bruce. (laughs) Banner seeks reconciliation with Betty. Bruce, don't go, Bruce. Acknowledging (laughs) the challenges their relationship faces due to his condition. What? Okay. Yeah. As they part ways, Banner decides to embrace his alter ego and control the Hulk rather than seeking a cure. He realizes that he can use his abilities for good and contribute positively to society. So to recap, a large group of idiots make a monster and then another monster. And then surprisingly, when the two monsters meet, they have political differences. Mm. Oh, and <laughs> Luther Igno gets a free pizza. That's, I mean, that's this film. Is this why you asked me to sum up the film in one sentence? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I'm glad. I'm glad. So I want to ask you, Ben, uh, why you think a Solo Hulk movie is so difficult? Because there was the Ang Lee version before this. There was one after this. I've got some reasons, I think. I'm curious to know yours. But before we get into any of that, I do need to say absolutely no Hulk dick jokes. I agree. It's a white podcast cliche. Like two white lads laughing about Hulk dick. I'm just not. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to. See, I agree. I I think it's a cliche as well. So what I've done is I've made a point about it rather than a joke. Um, so just quickly to get it out there, just before we, before we get into it, right? Betty's had Banner dick. She's had Phil from Modern Family dick. I think there's a chance that she's had Stanley dick. She just like walks into his- Absolutely not. Mate, she walks into that pizza joint like, hey, I know you're closed, but can I get a pizza? Or they could Stanley's just be like, friends. Please, con- please continue with your, with your cutting yeah, commentary, sure, Mark Kermode. Sure, <laughs> sure. But now she wants the Hulk dick, man. Like the bit in the film- there's moments in this film, right, where they're like about to hook up and his fucking his little beeper's going crazy and he's like, I can't get too excited. And she's like, What, not even like, not even a little bit excited? Sorry, one sec, that was too loud. What, not even a little bit excited? Bitch, you've just seen this dude fucking turn into a massive rage monster, fight a helicopter, and scream at thunder. He hits his head on like a fucking cave and goes mental. And you're like, uh, Yeah, I could moan in that ear. Yeah, I could moan in that ear. Okay. And what fucking planet okay. is she living on that she thinks that she can take a bazooka mm. nuke blast of Hulk cum? She's a fucking idiot. Mm. Okay, okay. But I respect so, it. I okay. respect it. 
sorry, Bazooka Nuke Blast of Hulkcom. Yeah. Okay. Well, we we've started as we mean to go on. Clearly, because you know yeah. there was me yeah. with you know with See? my with my insight. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fine. I'll do you one better. Go on, then. There's a scene in 2008's Incredible Hulk where Bruce Banner accidentally bleeds at the bottling plant that he's working at. Sure. And an elderly gentleman uh, drinks from that bottle and it's said that he he had a bad reaction. But we don't see that. We just see him drop the bottle. Yes, we do. What could he possibly have done? Because uh, what, has he just... Because it's played by Stan Lee. It's one of Stan Lee's early cameos in the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. like, does he snap the aerial off the TV and turn it into a switch and just start beating his wife? Like... What? Wow. Okay. My mind. You, so you went to immediate domestic violence. <laughs> yeah, of an yeah, yeah. Elderly, like elderly battery domestic mm-hmm. violence. My yeah, mind yeah. goes to he takes a sip, yeah. immediately starts melting because of gamma radiation <laughs> and just becomes a human tumor. That right, was okay. that was where my mind. Right. Was where okay, my mind yeah, went yeah. to. I'm still on the sort of anger problems allegory of the Hulk. You know. Okay. He's a nice guy, but sometimes he gets too angry. I'm like, mm, it's 2008. <laughs> what are we apologising for? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 okay, okay. Uh, but okay, yeah, okay, you're okay, right, okay. he probably would melt, because because everyone in this film is an idiot, right? Everyone, dude, don't even <laughs> get me started on how fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. The first act in this film is so, it's, it's infuriating, like beyond belief infuriating. Mm-hmm. How does everyone have a fucking PhD, but make the most stupid yeah. decisions ever yeah, yeah, yeah. stupid decisions ever you've got banner mm-hmm. who is like on the run from the government yeah right on the run from the government walks everywhere walks everywhere right and <laughs> fucking he can cross borders without an issue and yeah, he just yeah. he just happens to sort of like get around that whole mystery but then also yeah yeah, yeah. he just jumps uh, there's a whole thing of like I don't I get it's encrypted, mm-hmm. but don't fucking email people, man. <laughs> like, it, there's a bit where he on. emails somebody at their work address, and the domain name yes. is the is the address of the university that they're emailing, and the address of the university where this shit happened in the first place. It's like why? Are you, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't get it. Okay, it's fine. He's it's fine. an idiot. It, it yeah. kind of makes sense later. I hear it. It's it's he is an idiot, but then he's also an idiot for when he <laughs> eventually meets up with Betty yeah. and he's walking in the rain and he's, you know, he's hitchhiking. Like the end of the TV show, that was yeah, a great yeah, little yeah, callback. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, fun. loved it. One of many. Betty picks him up. She does. Drives him back to her house in her car. And then in the morning, <laughs> he decides to walk to the bus station. Yes, to get a bus. Through the university. Yes. Where the professor that he's been emailing works and where his accident happened and where Betty works. And he's like, well, we'll just walk there. And well, no, no, no. So, so no. That professor works. She has the- a fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> so first, Just that, drive. That professor, Samuel Stearns, uh, known as Mr. Blue, he's at a different uni right. for start than the one they worked at, right? Oh, right. Okay. Otherwise, sure. they'd just be colleagues, okay, right? Fine. But. Yes, this is exactly... The, the, okay, I missed that point. It's not just Banner. I think it's, I was angry at this point. It's General Ross is an idiot. Betty's an idiot. Ugh, they're all like, They've been idiots. hanging out for about 48 hours when he's like, you should get rid of your phone. I'm like, how is S.H.I.E.L.D. not... Anyway, Yeah, that's like nerdy, uh, yeah, chin-strokey but, stuff, right? For, sure. For me, it's indicative <laughs> of a larger problem, right? Okay. Which that it's almost like nobody making this film cared about it because it was a comic book film. 
And yes, I'll agree. They sort of they saw Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies had succeeded, and they went to watch some Sam Raimi movies as a reference, and they only watched Dark Man. It's this kind of pulpy, <laughs> pulpy, nonsensical, like it's written like a comic book. And I think in everyone's head involved in this film, that instead of saying comic book movie, yeah. they thought cartoon movie. Yes. Because it's all cartoon logic. And Bro, they were like, oh, just, fuck it's, it. it's just a comic book movie. You know? It's so condescending. It's incredibly condescending. Like, I fucking love the Hulk because yeah. he's an incredibly complex character. Mm-hmm. Ed Norton does a great job at Banner to an extent. To an extent. Yeah, yeah, he really to does. To an extent. He's very different from Ruffalo, but but it's a valid alternative choice. <laughs> 100% buddy but fucking mm-hmm. my issue with this film is that they they took it like mm-hmm. it's a kids movie it doesn't need to make sense the logic doesn't need to be there because it's it's comic book it's fine yeah. but the thing that fucks me off is that when John Favreau did Iron Man 1 mm-hmm. with, you know our last Marvel Cinematic Universe episode yeah 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 he yeah. respected the source material to a point to like not only not just fucking throw out a, a random story that doesn't make any <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. sense. The every tiny meticulous detail is taken care mm-hmm. of, and it's done in such an entertaining and endearing way. Yes, that it it validates us as like yeah, yeah. you know growing up with this shit. Yeah, it gave us that whole feeling. This doesn't. It's an insult. <laughs> like the first part of this film is an insult because it's like oh, there's no logic. No. It doesn't make sense. Everyone's a fucking idiot. I know for a fact that Banner's not an idiot. I also know for a fact that Betty's not a fucking idiot <laughs> because in the comic book universe, they're incredibly clever people. They're both PhD geniuses. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's where's the, where the fuck is that gone? Later in the where's, same continuity of films, Banner is a respected genius, but in this. He's just exactly getting the bus. <laughs> he's walking to. He's walking through a busy university to get to a fucking bus stop. <laughs> Shut up! Shut up! You you would just fucking drive there in the car that drove you it's, to the place that you're already at because that's insane. Act one is like that in this film. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. There are very few rays of light in Act one. There are redeeming facts, right? Such as the main one is Hulk versus the army, right? Oh, okay. How? How the army get there? Let's not <laughs> let's not worry about because that's all fucking mental. And how the army take several minutes to set up in different stations? Mm-hmm. It, it's all very fucking confusing. And you're like, I mean, this. Sure, okay. Let's just pretend mm. that they arrived in different segments and was just sort of like, <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Oh, the snipers aren't here yet. Oh, the yeah, cannons yeah, aren't yeah. here yet. Oh, these guys aren't here yet. What? What it's it's mean? well it's well known military practice that rather than when you have overwhelming numbers, sure, introduce them one at a time. If you're fighting a thousand people and you've got a hundred thousand, just send a hundred at a time. Oh, just over a really long period. Yeah, yeah, because that's exactly yeah, yeah, what sure. happens in that scene. Yeah, it's fucking mental. Okay, now send this. <laughs> yeah, 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 but hear me out. The right. fighting is great. Like, seeing uh-huh. the Hulk just shipments a ton of people <laughs> go up against a newly fucking formed super soldier yeah, and just boot him into a tree so that he is literally just a bag of soggy gravel <laughs> is amazing. It's fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah, That yeah. bit, I was like, okay, maybe this is a turning point. Yeah. And then it immediately goes back to stupid. <sighs> because you've got moments where, like, gen- the ge- the general, what the fuck is his name, General? General Ross. Okay, I'm going to call him General Dickbag, because he, he just he <laughs> fucks me off so much. He orders all this shit to happen. Yeah. And gives zero fucks about his daughter <laughs> being 
inches it, away from the monster that he's yeah. trying to could like he's trying to fucking destroy in the line right? of fire yeah the monster that yeah, he, he created that he's now trying to shoot and he's just like sweetheart could you just stand between us it literally doesn't even do that he's just sort of like um yeah fuck it you know gunship yeah take him out man and then the second the gunship starts firing they're like oh shit now my daughter my daughter <laughs> well this i've oh si- silly me are you saying general ross has early onset alzheimer's no, I'm saying that he's a fucking idiot. Like, just, just look up. I think look up, briefly look up, and there was one other person stood next to a fucking monster. But I think they should have. For me, I agree with you. Act one is nonsense. Thank you. If they'd introduced Bruce Banner in Act Two, right? Okay. So have Act One be General Ross and Emil Blonsky, the yeah. the super soldier. Yeah. Yeah as antagonists being antagonistic but chasing a ne- like we just have the name Bruce Banner and we watch this man who we've not met be chased like a dog right and then in yeah. act 2 we meet him and we get the backstory not in flashbacks during the opening credits not any of that but like Ooh. we humanize him by him just being a human being you're saying act 1 is yeah. we follow the antagonist yeah, hunting yeah. banner like a dog yeah yeah with no context whatsoever yeah, yeah. we follow those as if to be sort of like who's good who's bad what's he being chased for and then when he bumps into betty him explaining yeah. everything he can tell her how he's been oh and how God. he's felt about it because the thing is that the 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 scenes with Bruce Banner we get in Act One yeah. are so slight and so vanilla and so boring yes. that I care about him not at all. Same. There's no charm. There's no humanization. There's very little information. It's just watching a man do things. Yeah. You could have saved all of that time yeah. and had me just relate to him being another human being who's being treated horribly. Yeah. Rather than all this. And, and then you could have done the backstory and the how he is and who he is through conversation and dialogue rather than showing me him literally walking to a place and cutting up a flower. And do you know what I mean? <laughs> like It was very yeah. dull and it was time we Mate, didn't need spent. You know, he could I have told me that. You. You've got Ed Norton. He can tell me a story and I will believe him. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, that is that is already an infinitely better act one than what we got. Right. My problem with the antagonists in the act one that we did get mm-hmm. is that they're too evil too quick. Because let's say we don't understand the flashbacks of the the opening sequence, right? right? Yeah. And we, well, don't we don't understand have them. that that it's is remove them. We don't need them, right? Okay. So we don't uh, exactly we don't need them. <laughs> we don't need them. I'm getting so angry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> My whole fucking pulse rate is at like 175 right now. Do you know what I mean? I'm about to fucking turn green and just weep. Do you know what I mean? I can't control my emotions. I don't get angry. I just cry. Um, so they're too evil too quick though. Like in your version, yeah, yeah. they would have had some sort of like depth to them where they leave you um and are and who's good, who's bad. Right. In the one that we did get, mm-hmm. they're fucking, they immediately show up in Brazil in the exact favela <laughs> yeah, yeah, where he lives yeah. for some reason. Yeah. Because why would they have his address? Just as a side note, is this a side note to my point? Why would they have his address? He's not on the payroll at the factory. He's a cash in hand day laborer. Right. No one's going to be sort of like keeping track of like, oh yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. one four one Favela Street. Top but they are, of a but they are, hill. they are because he's the only white man for fifty miles because he's an oh, idiot yeah, okay, and he's hiding sense. in the one place that he sticks yeah. up like a sore thumb, <laughs> right? <laughs> hiding, yeah, yeah that's a fucking great point hiding kansas you right, would exactly. fit in way better yeah, in kansas. Yeah, yeah, yeah no one would look there yeah yeah 
That's fucking incredible. <laughs> All right. So that was my side point, right? But my, my main point is they're too evil too quick. Yes. As soon as they get to the Fafella, you've got the fucking, you've got the, the government agents running around with Trank guns. Mm-hmm. They're ordered to shoot the Hulk on site, to shoot Banner on site, tranquilize him, get him out, get yeah. him gone, right? And all they do is they show up in the favela <laughs> and they immediately shoot a dog. And I'm like, get fucked. I hope these guys lose. Get get hit by cars. I don't like them at all. Fuck them. Right. Evil. But this is, this is why I compared the film to Paddy Considine's Tyrannosaur, right? Okay. Because we, we've discussed it before. My, run, my running theory that yeah. cinematic shorthand for bad guy is animal cruelty. Yeah. If you want to tell the audience that this is the bad guy and that they are irredeemably bad, yeah. they shoot a dog. Yeah, 100%. If you want to tell the audience that they might be saved, then they'll be kind to the dog. No matter how bad they are to people, yeah. no matter how awfully they treat yeah, people, yeah. the moment they shoot the dog yeah. is the moment you know that they are a fixed bad guy in the narrative of the film. Except in Tyrannosaur. Except in Tyrannosaur. Yeah. I'll fucking agree, because that's a brutal, upsetting <laughs> film. We yes. keep mentioning it, and it keeps making me sad. <laughs> what do you think they were trying to tell us in this film when they shoot a dog and then immediately shoot a second dog? <laughs> <laughs> because think, in my eyes, uh, you shoot one dog, and I'm like, oh, mm. you're a cunt. I don't like you. I don't like you. I want you to die. But then if they're like mm. relatively nice to another dog, I'm like, mm. maybe. Yeah. Maybe there's a glimmer of hope. <laughs> fucking shoots him without even quite. It's just sort of like a boop, no think, emotion, no nothing, just done. Well, fuck you then, buddy. I think all it means is that they lost track in the script revisions and they were like, there's that scene where he shoots the dog, right? They're like, yeah, yeah, it's page 12 or whatever. Yeah. And then they checked. It wasn't on page 12. They're like, oh shit, we better add that in. And then <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's only it's only because only because they were slightly organised. There weren't five dog shootings in this film. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They were like, look, we've had to pay every dog. They were using the cinematic shorthand to go, these are bad guys. Mm-hmm. And so immediately you go, this is my good guy. These are my bad guys. You know how it's going to go. And then it's just mm. a slog to get there. And I think slog to get there is my main issue with the concept of a solo Hulk movie. So why do you, as a Hulk fan, think yeah. that a solo Hulk movie is such a hard thing to make? Okay. It's a hard question, man, because my favourite Hulk storylines are Planet Hulk mm-hmm. and World War Hulk, yes. right? It's a it's an incredible, incredible uh, comic book series. They released them as graphic novels as well, so you can read the whole story without all the individual issues. It's fucking mind-blowingly good. He's yeah. sent off into space by the Avengers because he becomes too angry. He's, he's posing more of a threat. Then he is help, yeah. He ends up on a different planet, uh, entered into like a, a Roman Colosseum sort okay. of death match thing. So they used a lot of this in Ragnarok, right? Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, they shit the bed with Ragnarok. And, uh, <laughs> and like uh, Taika, Taiki, oh, I cannot fucking say this man's name at all. Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi did an incredible job. Take that, Dyslex Luther. He's mate. Fuck me, man. That's broken. <laughs> um, he did a great job with it of trying to get the storyline in there and he got it mm. into a, to a degree like you sort of worked it in with the yeah, Thor yeah, yeah. movie thing and I was over the fucking moon when I saw that on the big screen. I yeah. was like, yes, we're finally getting a glimmer of it. At least there's some form of it, yeah. And then in the back of my mind, I was like, oh my fucking God, is this going to be like a solo Hulk mm. film going into the background of it and fucking covering all the ins and outs of it? Right. No, mate. <laughs> <laughs> fucking no. 
And I don't know why they can't just go, okay, I get it back in the day. It was tough to do the whole CGI animation stuff. It was expensive. It was big. It was, it was unheard of. Yeah. Everyone knows the Hulk now. Yeah. Thanks to the Avengers and thanks to the fucking 445 Marvel movies that came out with him sort of in the background. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Hello. Like everyone knows him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just sort of like there and it, uh, throw a car and then roll credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone knows him. He's popular enough. I think if he was to do a solo film now, it'd be incredible. It'd be incredible. I can't answer why they can't just do a decent solo Hulk movie. Well, there's a couple of, I, I've got a couple. Because cause mm-hmm. there's there's business reasons, and then I think there's artistic reasons. Okay. The business reasons are that they sold the IP rights to the Hulk to Universal sure. long before they started the MCU. So Ang Lee's version of the Hulk starring Eric Banner with Nick Nolte in it, yeah, yeah. Uh, which played all sorts of fast and loose with the origins of the character, and it was uh, the Absorbing Man was the, was the villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Absorbing Man was Bruce Banner's father. And that's not. They had to license the Hulk back from Universal, and Universal still own the Hulk. So they can't make a Hulk movie without it being a Universal Pictures movie, which means Marvel will make none of the money. Well, just partner up on it, make a fucking banging movie, split it down the middle. Why can't they do what Sony are doing with Spider-Man? Because because from Universal's point of view... Sure. They'd much rather sit on the rights so that the Marvel at some point go, just give us money and we'll, we'll take him back. It's a different... Dicks. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But this is exactly Dicks. this is exactly why Marvel Studios was founded, and this is exactly why David Maisel, with the sort of founding of Marvel Studios, was like, "Well, we can't keep losing our IP to different film studios. None of them are going to make these films unless they own the characters outright. Right. So the more films we make, the more of our farm we're just letting out the door and going, see ya." Fine. Um, Fine. And I get the business side of it, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I'm not happy about it, but I get it. It's a whole part of the reason they didn't do the origin in this film is because the Ang Lee version didn't come out all that long before this. It's five years, isn't it? Five years, yeah. yeah. So the audiences were kind of already primed. They'd already seen the Hulk origin story. And I think they made the right decision to say, let's not go over it again. I mean, again, Spider-Man. <laughs> We've seen that origin story <laughs> how many times now? <laughs> Japanese Spider-Man. Like, <laughs> Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Yeah, amazing Spider-Man. And amazing then, Spider-Man. And now Tom Holland Spider-Man. But they didn't do it in the Tom Holland Spider-Man. And I think, again, that they was did, the right kinda. choice. Ish. Yeah, Ish is better than a fucking opening credit flashback from <laughs> nowhere. <laughs> with no explanation as to what the fuck's going on. If you're not paying attention in the opening credits, you're like, oh, okay. So that's the entire origin uh-huh. of how Bruce Banner became the Hulk. Brilliant. So a lot of that origin is based on the fact that they attracted Ed Norton to uh, 2008's Incredible Hulk by basically saying that he could do rewrites on the script. Great. And it was going to be it was going to be a three hour, nearly three Mint. hour character sure. gritty piece about Give me it. Uh, like internal struggles and the the opening scene of the film mm-hmm. was going to be Bruce Banner walking nearly naked through the Arctic, yeah, yeah, yeah. putting a gun in his mouth, yeah. pulling the trigger, oh. and then the Hulk spitting out the bullet. Incredible. Fucking give me that movie all fucking day long, buddy. <laughs> that was cut. It became like a throwaway line that Mark Ruffalo uh, delivers in one of the later Avengers movies. Yeah, he does. Uh, because they were like, this is supposed to be PG-13. And we can't, like, the audiences we're releasing this to are not going to sit for two and a half hours and watch Ed Norton stroke his chin about emotions. Yeah. Um. So a lot of that footage ended up getting cut down and just put in the opening credits. But I mean... They were like, well, we've paid for it. We may as well use it. <laughs> For fuck's sake, man. 
This is this is my problem with the whole not respecting the source material. Like mm-hmm. the Hulk is a, is a complex character who mm-hmm. struggles a lot. Yeah. with his himself, his emotions, who he is. Yeah, how does he interact with society? How does he continue living his life after his accident? Totally, you totally. Know what I mean? And I, and I think and it's that, a it's incredible. That's why he's such a deep character because I think the Hulk more than most superheroes is one that we can all relate to with something has happened that I can't deal with and is permanent and I it, it has made me more easy to anger it has made me hurt people around me like an incredibly relatable character but if you want yeah, that I film yeah I mean look the, at me and you man yeah. we've got fucking broken brains and like walking around in public yeah. and just dealing with your shit out loud yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Not the, it's not the safest place to do it no exactly and I I think there's that sense that, you know the, the sort of old phrase what doesn't kill you makes you stronger and I'm like no what makes what doesn't kill you makes you scared of fireworks like or what doesn't kill you makes you ill you know yeah, what I mean? There's exactly, loads of stuff out right. there that's not going to kill you but it's not going to make you great so great relatable character but if you wanted that yeah. film Ang Lee did it, and everyone was nonplussed. <laughs> did he though? Yeah, man, it's a much slower, <sighs> much more chin-strokey film, and I think that's yeah, my second reason. That's my second reason that this is a hard film to do because either it's all action all of the time because it's Hulk, and mm. the cost of having an all CG character in ninety percent of the movie was way beyond two thousand and eight budgets. I mean you say that, but I watched Anaconda the other day <laughs> and I found out that the to have the snake on screen, it was a hundred grand per second to have the Anaconda on screen. Right. Yeah. So that's why they had it for not many seconds, right? Uh, it was incredible. Like right. I, I Danny Trejo jumping mm-hmm. around in a ca- in like that little cabin at the beginning with the floorboards popping up yeah. with literally nothing underneath it. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> that film totally holds up. I'm, I'll die on this hill. Look, they didn't say that the Anaconda didn't have telekinesis, all right? That's perfectly canon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it just slaps it from a distance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I talk a lot of shit about this film. I, it's dull. Don't get me wrong. It is dull. The, but there is a the lot to like. The first bit's dull. Uh, I, There's I, a moment that, that like that hits me real fucking hard when um when Ed Norton and Betty have stopped being like fucking mental for <laughs> 5 minutes and you're sort of like what is happening mm. right now like what is happening it's the it's the bit where they're on the run they're trying to get back into the states and it's he's transformed once right and they're trying to meet up with Mr. Blue and then some of the decisions they're making I'm like mm-hmm. okay Right, these, okay. these kind of make All sense. Right. I can yeah, see yeah, where yeah. you're going with this. I can see where you're going with this. Yeah, but the second that he meets up with with Mister Blue, and right. Mister Blue does the whole: is mm-hmm. he good? Is he bad? Is he just fucking mental for the sake of being mental? And then he turns out to be quite sinister and mm-hmm. selfish and reckless. At that moment, I was like, right, right. There is a there's a pinnacle point where Mister Blue mm-hmm. is being like fucking choke-holded yeah. by the super soldier like who's about to Emil become the yeah, yeah. and he's like yeah Emil Blomsky and he's like uh, I need you to make me mm-hmm. put in me what he has in him yeah, yeah, put it in me and at that moment Mr. Blue could have gone and put the antidote mm-hmm. into that fucking machine well, he and just he loves wiped it. Blomsky off because he loves exactly. it exactly yeah yeah exactly and it's that little bit where mm. I'm like how are you the most complex character that's happened so far <laughs> like how right so, so how? literally Literally, that's my favourite bit of this film. So Samuel Stearns... Is it actually? Samuel Stearns, the, uh, who plays Mr. Blue, okay. the, the competing professor. Yeah, yeah. In the comics, Samuel Stearns is the supervillain, the leader, right? So remember when you were the yeah, comics, yeah. the green guy with the massive head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right, yeah, yeah. big Hulk villain. 
Yeah. Um, but he's played by Tim Blake Nelson, right? Buster Scruggs. Yeah, yeah, great actor. And he's the only actor in this film that has anything close to sort of charisma, right? Anything close uh, to yeah. charm, right? I, I guess so. And I think because I this so. was going to be a long, gritty adult film, but it got cut down for runtime and to be PG-13, yeah, yeah. the only thing that really survived unscathed was the comic relief. But within the comic relief, yeah. they add that sinister edge. Okay. So 100% agree with you that the sinister mm-hmm. edge in the comic relief is fucking brilliant. But I have just remembered a moment in the film. It's much earlier on. It's the... Okay. They're still, it still logically makes no fucking sense. And it's kind uh-huh. of just shoehorned into the movie. But there is a beautiful moment where uh, Bruce Banner is in the pizzeria kitchen and he's yeah. about to leave. And Betty oh, catches yeah. a glimpse of him. Yeah, yeah. And then when she runs outside and mm. he's hiding, he's sort of like cowering away behind a dumpster. Yeah. I was like, that's that's the Hulk that I love. Like right there, that's the banner yeah. that I love. He's he's terrified of hurting the people around mm. him. He loves those people. Yeah. But rather than be around them to show them the love, he's he's doing what he feels is best in that moment, which yeah. is to just fucking remove Get himself from space. the space. Yeah, yeah. Dude, the sacrifice in that moment, I was like, oh, okay, there's mm-hmm. Banner. And then immediately back to making no fucking sense. <laughs> just walking through university parks. And then I was like, uh-huh. no, he's gone. No, yeah. he's gone. I think that's going to be my favorite part of this movie is the 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 bit in the pizzeria. Okay. I, I'm annoyed about the pizzeria, though, because of the character Stanley, okay. who does not exist in the comics and he is never used again. No. Do you know why Stanley is called Stanley? Is it because he was... Is it because of Stanley? Right, right. So <laughs> they have a character called Stanley Lieber, which is Stanley's birth name. Sure. Playing a kindly old gentleman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To tie the comics into. Yeah. They also have actual Stan Lee doing a cameo earlier in the movie. Yes. No one thought, hang about, we could get Stan Lee mm-hmm. to play Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, there's just simple things like that. Yeah. Oh, hey, this guy's an homage to Stan Lee. Oh, that's funny, because he's in tomorrow filming his cameo. Oh, did no one think to yeah. ask him if he wanted this part? Nah, fuck it. <laughs> he can't do speaking lines. <laughs> he drank that drink. He's now, he's now beating his wife with a TV aerial, according to Rob. Or he's a melty tumour, according to Ben. <laughs> Coming back to Samuel Stearns for a second there, though. Uh, I have good news for you, Ben. Okay. So... Captain America, Brave New World. New Captain America film Ooh. coming out, part of Phase 5. Confirmed yes, yes, casting. Yes, yes, yes. Tim Blake Nelson okay. as Samuel Stearns, a.k.a. The Leader. Ooh. Liv Tyler as Betty Ross in her first MCU film since this one. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Bruce, don't go. No, Bruce. Guess who's playing Thaddeus Ross? Uh, Harrison Ford. Ooh. <laughs> okay. So there's a. He's playing the president. He's playing President Thaddeus Ross. Uh, and right. there is. How the fuck did that idiot get elected to president? Uh, you're How did the general that we see in this film? You're asking in a post-Trump era. How did General Thaddeus I, I'm, Ross I'm get elected? <laughs> I'm going to retract it. I'm going to retract the question. I feel silly. I feel silly. I feel like... Yeah. Um, However... We're not pointing fingers here. However, uh, Tim Blake Nelson (laughs) is back as the leader. Uh, Hopefully... Fucking, that's sick. Hopefully not in a 30-second cameo, although I'm almost certain 
that it's a 30 second mm-hmm. cameo that they've just put in there to generate a bit of promo buzz. Right. Just to tie in this fucking abomination into that <laughs> universe, right? <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine, I guess. I've got a theory about 2008's Incredible Hulk movie. Right, okay. I need to clarify, I've done zero research into this. Oh, okay, good. So this is Conjecture Corner. Being, conjecture Corner, it's fine. Conjecture Corner. Join us. In welcome, a f- to the, yeah. welcome to the forest of conjecture where it might already be a thing. Also, mm-hmm. join us on a flight of imagination. Go, f- go for it. <laughs> yeah, fucking why not? If this is Pizzagate. This has probably been discussed everywhere. If this is Stanley's Pizzeria Gate. being Pizzagate, okay, fine. It's not Pizzagate. <laughs> Let me change a few words. <laughs> <laughs> it's there's no pizza gate there's no pizza gate there is also no research done on this oh okay um, so this is so conjecture corner pure conjecture we're in the forest everything everything exists outside right. of the forest okay i've just been willfully and knowing knowingfully yeah. ignorant about my research okay no, I, I know i like this approach so what's what's your theory state your theory for the for the for the people ben in The Incredible Hulk, mm-hmm. uh, Bruce Banner is breaking back into the university to try and find some data. He is. Right? So he pretends to be a pizza boy. He gets into the computer lab by giving Lou Ferrigno a nice little pizza. And Lou Ferrigno is like, go on ahead, brother. God bless Lou. And it's great. Yeah, yeah. I fucking love that guy so much. He's still like chunk He's as huge. well. You know what I mean? He Just is huge. Nothing but yeah, yeah. fucking pure beef. Um, there's a kid in the IT lab where Bruce Banner is trying to find his data and the kid is the same actor that plays the high school teacher in Tom Holland's Spider-Man. So my thing is, is that he's a student at the university, he then graduates university, becomes a high school teacher where Tom Holland's Spider-Man then goes to school. That, that's a bit of a solid theory. Again, unresearched. (laughs) Unresearched, probably been discussed multiple places all over the internet, but the point is is that you're hearing it first here <laughs> in 2023. <laughs> Good world spot, though, buddy. Thanks. Uh, do you want to play a game? I would love to. What are we playing? Okay, so uh, I'm going to give you a hypothetical situation. Okay. And you're going to pick which of the two Marvel superheroes that we've covered so far you would rather have help right. you in this situation. <laughs> the Hulk. I like this game already. Iron Man. Okay, yeah, hit me with round one of Hulk or Iron Man! Okay, you have requested time off from your boss. Yeah. But about 25 minutes after they have verbally approved the time off, yeah. they have become bereaved and must now spend a week or two mourning the loss of their family member. Ooh. You're now unsure whether you have the time off or not, but you need to get in touch with them. Right. You need to figure out whether or not you're free the week after next. Mm. Who do you ask for advice? Who do you ask to help pitch in? Who do you ask to come to your aid in a time of crisis oh, like this? Mate. Okay, so this is this is rough, but I'm going to say Iron Man right. because Hulk would just be sort of like, fuck it, break your way in there, <laughs> demand an answer, right? Yeah. Whereas I think Iron Man would be much more suave and slick with his words about it and just be sort of like, fuck it, just do what you need to do. Do it, then apologise later. You see, I disagree. I think I would ask Bruce Banner because I think Bruce Banner... You can't... No, 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 no. This isn't Bruce Banner, Hulk, or Iron Man. Okay. This is Hulk or Iron okay. Man. You set the fucking rules I for I feel like one, Bruce sir. Banner would have the emotional sensitivity to deal with the situation, whereas, whereas Tony Stark could just be like, Yeah, exactly. It. But if Bruce Banner was a fucking option, <laughs> that's who I would have chosen too. Okay. But unfortunately, Rob, McFarlane, what we're playing <laughs> is Hulk or Iron Man. Okay, fair. So, Rob, Hulk or Iron, Iron Man. Man. 
Thank you. One point to Ben. <laughs> He'd just pay my time off. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Of course. He'd just pay for your shift. Yeah. It'd be done. Yeah. Easy. Okay. Um, you have just found out mm-hmm. that your long-term partner, you've moved in together. Yes. You have been shopping for engagement rings. You're like, you're feeling it. You know what I mean? And this is a big thing for you because I know you're I mean, fucking admittedly, petrif- this is very fucking hypothetical for me, but let's go. This is super hypothetical, right? But I need you to, to put yourself in this position. I get it, I position. get it. Uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, yeah. I- the gravity of what it would take for you to get there, mm-hmm. right? Terminal illness. And you fucking... Uh, you or her? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not okay. All right. So you're terminally ill long-term partner. Mm. Um, <laughs> you're trying to make her happy one last time before she yeah, yeah. jumps off the proverbial cliff. Right? Arguably, we were dating happy for the first time, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is so dark so quick. Okay, you find out mm. that she has cheated on you right. by fucking another person, right? Right. Do you turn to Hulk or Iron Man for advice on what to do next. Okay, there's a couple of hypotheticals here because A, not sexually jealous, B, not big into emotional commitment, C, Hold on. superheroes. Hold on. Not sexually jealous, so you're just fine yeah. with being cheated on from your long-term if terminal it, if partner. It's, if it's been you agreed... You have to be in the mindset. Uh, yeah, no, no, no th- Rob, there's no fucking s- stipulations All here. Right, okay. You're in a place where you're like... I'm going to settle down. Mm. This is the one. Yeah. This is the person that has changed me from cynical goth boy. Oh, I'm so dark <laughs> to a, a normal functioning, lovely person. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it was so mean. It was so mean and it was so unnecessary. Uh-huh. I'm so sorry. Uh-huh. You're the most beautiful person. That the I Hulk, know. Ben, the Hulk, but I am giving them your address. Okay. For no yeah, reason, fine. for no other reason that's fine. than this question. After that comment, I'd expect it. Yeah, I'd expect it. That's fine. My, my, See, my long-term options. committed partner could cheat on me and I'd still be angrier at you than I would be at them right now. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's called for. It's totally called okay. for. I understand that. But you had two options, right? The Hulk would be, if you're angry about mm. it and you're upset about it, the Hulk would be the best one because all of your anger would mm-hmm. dissipate and he'd show you how to deal with it, right? Yeah. You'd be sitting in a favela in Brazil learning how to breathe with weird <laughs> fucking whatever. Diaphragm man, yeah. Putty the worst, diaphragm man. The worst man. superhero. The worst, right? Yeah. He, can just, he can breathe. Fantastic. Good for you, mate. And then you've got Robert Downey Jr. Mm. as Iron Man, who would just take you out on the town and you'd be you'd be like No, because Robert Downey neck Jr. Deep in hookers and strippers. Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man would be the person she had cheated on me with. So I am absolutely not calling yeah, him. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, no, fair. Fair. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, yeah, Iron Man. Yeah. So it turns out that my long term partner, fiance, is uh, a bit looser than I thought. Um a bit frivolous with other okay, people. Really? I'm on my way around, mate. I'm on my way around. Just one sec. I had to clarify because I knew how you were going to take it. You're welcome. All of this has got to come out. <laughs> Absolutely not. This is useless, but it's all staying in. <laughs> this is all fucking useless. What do you... Give me one more. Okay. Give me one more. Okay. Um, and I'll give you one more. I don't think we've got time. I'll do... All right, then let me give you another yeah. one. <laughs> I feel like that one got too dark too okay, quick. Okay, yeah. Uh, would you rather mm. Hulk or Iron Man help you check whether a bump is a hemorrhoid? Iron Man. He's got technology that far outstrips any local hospital near me. Yeah. The Hulk has just got massive fingers. That's what I'm saying. I can't breathe onto that. 
Mm, right. That's a good point. Right. Yeah, I'd go Iron Man 2. Yeah, there right. we go. Well, that's, the game's over, so that was good. Speaking of Iron Man 2, that's next week. But until then... Did I win? You won. You won. <laughs> <laughs> um, ben, what do you rate 2008's The Incredible Hulk starring Ed Norton, Liv Tyler, and Tim Blake Nelson? I... And John Hurt. <laughs> I'm going to say five. Ooh. Four. It's a four. It's a four. It's a four. This is a, a low four, ebb man. for you, huh? It's a low one, man. The first act has pissed me off. Banner is just a fucking idiot. Right. Everyone's an idiot. The logic isn't there. Up and for like up until a point, the logic isn't there. And then it inexplicably just starts making sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, four. Okay, you? four. <sighs> yeah, four. And the four is the fact that the action scenes are great. I love the abomination. I think he's done really well. Yeah. Emil Blonsky, I couldn't give two shits about, but the actual post-transformation Same. villain is great. Yeah. I don't like the Hulk. I don't like the fact that he's got zero body fat and looks like a croissant. I don't like the fact that he's he's weirdly different. I like color. that. Really? I like that. Look at Ed Norton when he's banning. Yeah, okay. He's ripped. He's not big, yeah. but he's like fucking ripped and he, he looks like he's got next to no body fat on him. So why would the Hulk then just sort of like, why would he turn into a chubby Hulk when he's a skinny Bruce? You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm just sucker for a dad bod. Mm. Time for comment corner? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, hit me. So on one of our recent Gran Turismo reels, uh, Steve Bowman got in touch to say, uh, saw it at the cinema. My partner loves David Harbour and said she wanted to go and see it. I cringed at the on-the-nose dialogue, but the racing was all right. Um, and I said, yeah. it's so, so awful. We really struggled with it. And they were like, yeah, it was a struggle. Regretted the trip for the first hour, but racing picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, it was like a whole hour just sat there going, what the fuck am I here? The fuck yeah, am I yeah, here? Fair. That's fair. Uh, I've got one here Ooh. from Casey Patrick. I've got one here from Casey Tebo right, okay. on our demonic reel where we discuss the framing choices mm-hmm. of Blomkamp and <laughs> right. how we kept sort of cutting the tops of yeah, people's yeah, heads yeah. off. We did our little conjecture corner being sort of like, yeah, maybe yeah. it's because they had to be further apart than normal, you know, COVID and all that stuff. Sure. Casey writes, the actors were put on A-lists and as long as they were tested and negative, they were allowed to be next to each yeah, other. Okay. Which is good insight because... Uh, Casey is the director of Black Friday. Oh, no way. With Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell's, yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So then I went back to him and said, yeah, this is me desperately trying to justify Blamkamp's weird framing choices to Rob, <laughs> which he agreed. They are super weird framing Thank choices. You. Thank you, Casey. Thank you, Casey. <laughs> they are. They're super fucking yeah. weird. And if you've not seen Black Friday, go and fucking watch it. I mean... It's fun as... It's fun as shit. It is. I've got, I've got, I've got a selfish one here, but this is what comment Go corner on. is for, right? Yeah, sure. On a recent TikTok about Iron Man, Davidson Reviews got in touch about the improvisational nature of the film. Oh, okay. And just commented, "Source, trust me, bro." As if to say, we don't research or source our shit. I mean, you do. Well, I got quite childish, so I posted uh, one, two, three direct hyperlinks to different news publications nice. reporting the story. And they went, yeah. well, all actors say that it's promo. Uh, here's a script. Sure. And they then linked a script, uh, which yeah. I looked at, and it had 15 different revisions, as in 15 new versions of the script printed oh. from the day that filming started. So oh, there you go then. So it is true. So, it did. It was improvised. And Who, uh, who said that? Sorry? Davidson Reviews, who mostly all right, so, sells things on TikTok. 
like water bottles and whatnot. All right. Which is, you know, yeah, sure. no judgment. Well, Davidson reviews. Trust us, bro. Trust us, bro. You know what I mean? Trust me, bro. Trust us, bro. Trust me, bro. Trust me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that was Comment Corner. If you want to be part of our show next week, find us on Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube. We have a Discord. Um, we post multiple times a day and we do our, well, we do our best to reply to every comment um, and the best ones we read out. So, yeah, get in touch. Let us know. Yeah. Anything you post will directly buzz mine or Ben's pocket and you can ruin our day or make it. With a with a single send button. Yay! That's all the time we've got for this week, right? That is, unfortunately. Guys, thank you so fucking much for hanging out with us. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. The support from you recently has been... Beautiful. Chef's kiss, immense. It really has been. You have no idea how much difference you're making to our weeks, to our days, to our fucking lives. So thank you. Massive. From the bottom of our... Join us next week where we are jumping straight in to Iron Man 2. Uh, starring... Is it a back-to-back? It is a back-to-back, because Christmas is oh, coming around is. the corner, isn't it? Christmas episode. And we got the yeah, special yeah, yeah, Christmas plan, so we had to we do. smoosh Marvel we do. around. We um, do, we so do, join do, us sorry. for Iron Man 2 next week. In the meantime, I'm going to do uh, what society always tells you to do and just tell you to consume um, while Ben wraps up the <laughs> themes of <laughs> this week with a carefully planned and well-thought-out way of summing up the themes of this movie to thank you for spending an hour of your week especially at the start of the week with us and he's going to kick your week off right while I just tell you to consume alright 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 if you find yourself in a situation where you're angry as fuck and you can't control what's going on you don't really understand what's going on but you're sort of like just uh, yeah there's one there's one lesson that we can take away from this film just get a fucking weird diaphragm like that dude in Brazil, like the fucking... The, the, it looks like jelly. It's absolutely fucking rancid. I forgot what I was saying. Don't have a jelly diaphragm. <laughs> it's the lesson.